This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with the goddess of food writing and critique, FFessence, a.k.a. Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine. And yours truly, DJ Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. This week, we have some big announcements for everyone, including the James Beard Foundation announced the semifinalists for the 30th Annual James Beard Awards. There are three chefs from Milwaukee that are part of that list. We'll highlight that. Then, the latest issue, upcoming issue of Milwaukee Magazine, cover story uh, is the fourth annual Chef's Roundtable. We're going to get into that with Ann, what she did with that. And then we're going to talk about a forthcoming new East African restaurant hitting Milwaukee. But let's kick it off with the James Beard Foundation Awards announcement of the 2020 um, Restaurant and Chef semi-finalists, Ann. It's a big deal, right? It's like the Oscars of the James mm-hmm. Beard Awards, right? Yeah. Um, and, and this, you know, it's, it's, this is interesting because I would say it's only been within the last five to seven years that we actually would hear about who the, the semifinalists would mm-hmm. be. There was a time when we, it, it, this wouldn't be made, this information wouldn't have been made public. Really? They yeah. just hide it to the actual it, it just, finalists. It, right. I mean, it, this has all just been in the age of the internet is what mm. I'm saying, you know? Age so, of Instagram, Instagram and your food and... Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we we just found out what the, who the semifinalists are going to be. Mm-hmm. And just to give people an idea of how this all plays out. Um, and March 25th, we'll, they'll, they'll narrow it down mm-hmm. to the, the final roundup of of nominees and then the winners will be announced on may 3rd in chicago at the lyric opera and um i know that you have attended those before yes and uh have seen that so but yeah fancy it's very very exciting we have two chefs that are in our category which Which is is best chefs midwest midwest one of them is dane baldwin this is second time being a semifinalist. first time was last year Uh uh-huh he's best known for the diplomat right so um, and has a, I have to say he's, he has a great background. I mean mm-hmm. he's been in the industry for a really long time and he's not. I mean I say this because I'm, well I'm not old, but I mean <laughs> you know we look at these chefs and they're really young, and yet I mean Dane's like they're younger than us. He's young, <laughs> and yet he's been in the industry a long time. Yeah. And he worked for Bartolotta restaurant groups mm-hmm. for a long time. You know, which I have to say a lot of chefs have come up through the ranks, training through you know, working at Bartolotta restaurants. And so that's been a really, that's been a huge a part of where a number of our chefs that are really doing great things, they have come from that. It's kind of like the minor leagues right there for chefs. Kind, right? kind of like the farm, farm system, right? Kind of like coaching them, getting them ready for yeah. the big times. Um, and recently he uh, bought out the building where the diplomat is. So yeah. big so ups now, to him. Yeah, now he he's owns got- the building. Then the next chef in that category uh, in Milwaukee is Karen Bell, who's uh, also been in she's four been, times. She's really? Or do you think four? It's four? I it's don't two. know, but it's been a number of times. At least two. Karen I, mean, I know at least two times. Has been nominated. Yeah. Uh, Karen Bell of um, Bavette, Bavette, which has two locations yes. now. Yeah. Cool. Also, one chef in Madison. Yeah. Um, what's Sean Farr. Sean Farr of Mint Mark. Um, Mint Mark is a small place restaurant. It's probably been open. Mm, I would say close to two years, maybe not quite. 
heard great things about it. It is on my list. That is one of the hotter restaurants um, in Madison right okay. now. And then in another category called Outstanding Restaurant Tour, uh-huh. I know this semifinalist is the fourth time. It is the Paul Bartolotta. A Bartolotta restaurant group. And um, you know that last year, uh, Joe Bartolotta passed away. Mm-hmm. So um, when Paul has been nominated before, it's been along with his brother, Joe, because um, they t- you know, together founded, founded the business. So, um, but Joe, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it's, it's still weird for me to think of Bartolotta restaurants without Joe. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, I was like, Paul Bartolotta, wait, where was Joe? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's, it's hard to see that. Um, and then we have another Wisconsin uh, nominee. Yeah. Racine. Outstanding the, hospitality. <laughs> the Hobnob. It's a supper club. It's a supper club. Yeah. It's a supper club. It's been open since the 1950s. It's a first time nominee, is it? I, I'm sure it is mm. a first time nominee. And um, if you go in there, I don't think, I think time stopped at about <laughs> 1957 in there. And, um, but yeah, you know, if you, if you are into the whole, you know, the relish tray, the lazy Susan, the, um, you know, the, the, the petite size filet. I mean, that is the, the hobnob will be up your alley. It is, it is a supper club in the classic sense. Cool. Coming up, we'll continue our conversation on this bites about the uh, cover issue of uh, Milwaukee magazine, the March cover issue, which is uh, the fourth annual chef's round table. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to hear all about this. I can't believe it's been four years. We'll be right back. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. Now we're back. We're going to continue our conversation on this Bites, talking about the uh, forthcoming cover issue of the March issue of Milwaukee magazine the cover is all about you Anne. kind of and not really well it's it's <laughs> it's a focus on your work it's a dining feature yes. it's a cover feature of, uh featuring dining and it's uh this fourth and- annual you've done this four years running it's kind of a chef's round table you invite some chefs around and have well, a conversation well let me explain yeah. yes and no okay this is the fourth year that we'll be doing our chef event which okay is um, an event that we hold um, in April at Downtown Kitchen, which features um, about seven to eight local chefs, and they're all there creating sample size or tasting size, I should say, portions of some signature item from their menu. Okay, so one of the things that is um, difficult for me is I cannot sit down with these chefs myself and and meet them face to face. I can only talk to them over the you phone. You always got to be incognito. Yes. So I and that's uh, for the, for years all I do is talk to them over the phone. So what we did is um, this year we had um, all, all seven of our chefs sit down at the Wisconsin Club. My boss, um, our editor, was there with them on site, along with our art director and photographer. I was on speakerphone, so I was not present, but I was. Um, I could hear everything, you and can I just could, come in with a mask. A, a you know that would be so believable, wouldn't it? <laughs> just me coming in with a mask or a or a fat. Or maybe suit you could have been like a, a 
a hostess and they didn't know who you were. Right. I could have just been working at the Wisconsin Club and they wouldn't have known. I could have been just serving that. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so we had these chefs um, sitting down and talking about different um, issues that are pretty interesting. And who are these chefs? You're probably wondering, right? Well, um, and you take every year you do different chefs. Correct? Yeah, we have a few people that have have come back. Like mm-hmm. we have one chef, I should say, who has been part of it every year, okay. and that's Justin Abrahamian, who's the chef owner of Sanford. Um, this year, we also had um, uh, Miles Borgrave from um, Birch, and Birch and Butcher return. He was he was part of the group last year. He did. Um, he was my. Uh, I was paired with him for sound bites. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, we also had um, John Karecki, who's the head chef at Harbor House. Um, we had uh, Jason Alston, who um, owns Heaven's Table. Yep. Um, we had Joe Schreider of Mistral and the Avalon place. Theater. Yep. Um, we also had um, Mia Latundra, who is the chef owner of Strange Town. Um, we had Zach Baker of Kalukenzo, which is a great pasta restaurant in in Wauwatosa, new. Uh, And we also had um, Martin Magana of um, Tess and Frida, with Frida being the restaurant inside Crossroads Collective. Mm -hmm. So it was a really cool, interesting group of people uh, just sitting down and talking, you know. And um, these same chefs are going to come together for our chef event in April, and so they're going to be cooking and offering dishes uh, for people to sample, and people can meet them, and that's going to be at the downtown kitchen. Cool. So talk about the um, the event, but uh, prior to the event, what did the, you all The talk- actual roundtable yeah, itself. What did yeah, you, what was the discussion? What, well, the, what topics did you cover in... Yeah. Like, I want to be the fly on the wall, so... Well, I know, and I was the fly on the wall, and that's the cool thing about it. And what I love about dining and the dining industry is it's like a lot of things. It changes. It fluctuates, right, uh, from year to year. But, um, you know, for instance, one of the things um, we talked about was um, how would they characterize how they see the scene right now? You know what I mean? Locally. Mm-hmm. What What is it? What are some of the things that drive them as chefs? What resonates? with them um and you know for instance um you know one of the things that that always seems to invariably come up is like um who are our diners you know what are what is the milwaukee diner Mm -hmm. and is milwaukee are milwaukeeans truly sophisticated (laughs) or are they um, and there are some people that think they're really frugal, right? And they really want to value. That's that and Midwest so, thing, right? That people absolutely. So we got into a little bit of that conversation about, you know, who they, who is that diner? Who mm. are their diners, you know? And in some cases that can be really different. Um, you know, for instance, I'm just going to use Strangetown as an example. I think Mia, who's one of the owners, mentioned um, that I think a, she, she said a lot of her diners are omnivores. A lot of them that come in are not vegans. They are people. It's a plant-based, plant-based yeah. restaurant. They are people that come in, and they are open to all different kinds of food. So they're vegan curious. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, or we plant-based def- curious. What's that? Or plant-based curious. Or plant-based cu- curious, right. Um, I think an issue that always is interesting for me to talk about is service. Mm. You know? Um, how do you do it? What's your approach? I think uh, that a lot of people think... Uh, that in Milwaukee, service is not as good as other cities. And why is that? How do you work with your servers to kind of make them 
feel like they're part of like they own they yeah have invested interest in the they're, they're vested success. yeah and so therefore they're going to there's a lot of turnover in the industry right absolutely yeah. and you you know you go to to restaurants and you and, and you if you go to restaurants a lot you find that many servers are students mm-hmm. um they're doing it part-time they're doing it to get somewhere else right it's really rare to to go to some place and find a career server. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I want to do as a living. I mean, basically the whole idea like that's been a lot there's been all this talk about do, should we get rid of the whole tip system and pay a living wage mm-hmm. because it seems a, a tipping is outdated. Like cuz basically they're not making a minimum wage. Yeah. Servers are making less than minimum wage and that's right. why the tip exists, but like in Europe they get paid a living wage. Yeah. So you don't need to tip. There's also, I mean, in restaurants, some of the chefs talked about this, how they might have their own system where all the servers share the tips. Mm-hmm. They're not getting, one person doesn't get all the individual so tips for that I, table. They split it all between them, yeah. And um, even the topic came up um, where um, one, of the, one of the chef owners said, you know, I'd really like to be able to get the kitchen staff somehow um, incentivized in the same way mm. that it, I, it but there didn't seem to be a consensus on like how do you how do you get tips to the kitchen you mm. know what i mean when you're not waiting on tables so that was yet another conversation that came up regarding service we talked about women in the industry mm-hmm. and the me too movement yeah. which as you know was really a hot topic a couple of years ago and now I've, we don't I've, I've hear as much been, about it though and very toxic and very toxic very very toxic and i don't know that we ever those issues have been resolved at all i don't think Tariq. you know some chefs you know that we you know we've heard about nationally you know were called out and you know people like Batali, Mario Batali, John Besh and have kind of like you haven't heard about them and they've kind of pulled back maybe they pulled out of the industry but like I still think there are a lot of problems there in terms mm. of how women are treated in kitchens um, so that was an issue we talked about um, we talked about this idea of passion because a lot of chefs I mean you know it's just like any artist someone who's in you know you you're an artist um, writers are artists, musicians, chefs, mm. they're artists. How do they translate the passion for mm. food to the plate? How does that come about? Mm. It's pretty It's pretty interesting mm. if you decide to sit down with a chef and, and ask the person that. How do they do that? That's an interesting, that's a mm. really, it, but sometimes it can be very hard to translate that to words too. So it was interesting to, to hear them all talking about that. Next up, our final uh, topic of this week's uh, This Bites is about an upcoming new East African restaurant. We don't, Milwaukee doesn't have that many African kind of cuisines. We used to have a really good one, Tosa, Irie Zulu. Yeah. But it looks like uh, a new one's on the horizon. What's the deal about we, that? We also do have Blue Star Cafe, Blue though. Star. Yeah. And, uh, Which is a favorite of mine for Sambusas and a lot of other things. That's, that's a great place. But There's only... Yeah, there's a, there's a small mall. number yeah. of, of African restaurants. But you also think about the Ethiopian restaurants yeah. that we have as well. Um, but like Iris Zulu is kind of this covering all the other yes. regions in Africa. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what's happening is uh, there's a restaurant uh, near Marquette, just west of Marquette University, called Asian Papa Yo-Yo, which I really like. They were they specialized in Malaysian mm-hmm. cuisine, so that's the Pan-Asian food. Yeah. Um, apparently the owner of that, uh, restaurant is, um, he, he's 
getting ready to sell the restaurant to someone else, and that someone else is going to open a restaurant called Swahili Kitchen. Um, and um, what I understand is that the menu, at least that's been submitted to the city, um, is going to have different meal combo options with different rices and meat, okay? So um, we're talking about, like, white rice with coconut, spicy rice, vegetable fried rice, palau, um, which is, a, like, a seasoned rice with, like, cardamom and cumin. And um, then you're going to be able to pick your, your stewed meats, like goat, chicken, beef, and then that all, you know, comes with different vegetables and, um, you know, different things like pinto beans, uh, tomatoes, onions, coconut milk. That mm. would all be parts of the sauces. Okay. So, um, but that wouldn't be the only thing. They're also talking about having fried chicken. Yeah. That's like, but not, um, they might have a typical fried chicken, but they have a special fried chicken. Yeah, well, they're calling it a, with a Swahili twist, which mm, I don't know what that, that means. means. Mm. Um, also, if you've been to Blue Star Cafe um, and had um, uh, the sambusas there, this this restaurant is also going to offer those. They're like little meat pies, which mm-hmm. are similar to um, in the Indian in, in Indian restaurants when you have samosas. They're kind of similar to that, but the filling and the flavors are a little bit different. They're going to have flatbreads and also something called mandazi, which are African donuts are somewhat similar to to a donut, I guess. So, um, I mean, the food sounds great. Um, I'm I'm excited about that, but also at the same time, I hate seeing a Malaysian restaurant close because that's the only have, one. We don't know. There's a Mr. There's, Walk. Oh, there's another one. Mr. Walk okay. out in Waukesha, which is great. It's it actually has Chinese food and it has Malaysian okay. food, but there isn't a lot of that in the city no. either. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, this at this point is, is or this restaurant, rather, it sounds like um, Asian Papa Yo-Yo is still open at this time, um, but so Swahili Kitchen is to come. Get your Malaysian fix Get it soon. now. Get it now. Or drive to Waukesha to go to Mr. Walk, mm. which I would highly recommend. Cool. Well, that wraps up this week's edition of This Bites. Big congratulations to all the James Beard uh, semifinalists from Wisconsin. Uh, this Bites is edited by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and generosity from our membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites, iTunes, NPR, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcast. Remember, feedback is important, so please rate and review. I'm very sensitive, so be nice. Uh And as always, y'all stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold.